It's the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 106.3. Fueled by Celsius. Essential energy. Live fit. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Because every day above ground is a good day. It is the home team, and we are live on ESPN 106.3. We are live on the ESPN app, and of course, by telling smart speakers, play ESPN 106.3. Wednesdays mean our special guest co-host, the MLB legend, high school legend. Did I get it right that time? I got your 20 bucks still in my pocket, by the way. You've already spent that. Come on. Rick Ankeel, the phenom, Port St. Lucie's own. Why is Dean trying to help with anything technical? Can I ask you that? Because you don't know what the hell you're doing either. Oh, I'm trying to put his mic in the program. Have a seat, but and I, I'll do that. I, Did but you I don't lose even it? see it in program. Uh, that's not his mic. It's his headphones. I know, but I'm saying I, I'm trying to put it in program. Right, but you're making it worse because you don't know what the hell you're doing either. Uh-huh. How do you know what you're doing? Because I'm I'm reading the things. This, this the problem is that like Dean's it's like that. What do they say? The blind leading the blind. Like he don't know what he's doing. Rick would have figured it out on his own. Instead, you probably made it five times worse. I did not make it worse. I fixed it for him. Remember the second. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who came over here and fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, thank you. Yeah, thank you yeah, for yeah. trying. For trying. <laughs> remember, it's remember, the thought that counts. Remember the second day we were in the studio. The second day we were in our ESPN West Palm Studios at Phillips Point, and Ken brought in a cup of water. <laughs> and 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 it was a rule. There was a rule about like you have to have tops on things and whatever, and closed containers and things. And uh, anyway, Ken, and I'm like Ken, and he's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, you. And about four minutes later, he knocked his water over, and it went into all the electronics. And so I rushed over the other side, and I'm trying to help. And so I blow to try and blow the water. Instead, the water went into the electronics, and all of a sudden, it was smoke, and lights were flashing, (laughs) and it was dead. And the office ain't been the same since. Everything in here, nothing in here works ever since Ken did that. And I was just trying to help, like you. And I made it worse, (laughs) like you. Sometimes when you try to help, you make that. I, I, I probably I did probably make it worse. All right. So that's the Port St. Lucie contingency. Let's head out further west to Loxahatchee, the uh, favorite son or daughter, rather, the S2, T2, spicy, sassy, troubled tequila, Tina, is uh, is back in the saddle again. Um, you, um, you've you never spilled liquids into the electronics and the, and the uh, equipment, have you? I have not, but where the hell did son come from? You just called me son. Yeah, son. You're the favorite because the term is favorite son oh, okay. of a city. I was like, like what? Philadelphia, Philadelphia's favorite son is Rocky Balboa. You're the favorite son. I mean, daughter. You're the favorite. I was, yeah. No one ever says favorite daughter. I know. No you one says that. that. No one ever says that. It's not a thing. Who, by the way, is the favorite son of Port St. Lucie? Is it Dean Thomas or is it Rick Ankeel? For sure. Oh, they can't tie. Can't tie. It's one we of the We can other. always tie. No, you can't. Sure. Nope. I'm telling you, you can't. Nope. No, 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 nope. no, no, no. Can't tie. No. It depends how many people you ask. Rick Rick is the favorite son. I'm I, the favorite uncle. I kind of feel like Rick might be the favorite son, 
and you might be viewed just as what you said. Yep. It's kind of like, oh, the favorite. Because he's kind of like boyish. The boys of summer, the baseball. Yeah. And you're the old crusty dude <laughs> on TV that the old woman from I'm MTV old, in the, the 80s refers crusty, to as everyone's big yeah, brother. I'm the old crusty dude to be at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, you got to remind Karen Bryan on TV that when she says older brother, big brother, be like, I was watching you on MTV when I was in diapers. I know. <laughs> just to make her feel bad. I know. No, trust me, man. She feels bad enough. About what? About everything. What do you mean? Well, I mean, just, I'm just saying. Calling you everybody's big brother? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Kia, welcome back on Wednesday. Dean, where he should be. And uh, Tina holding it down. Uh, yesterday, we were at the Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Thank you to them for having us. Today, we are back to our studios and back to the continuing saga of Aaron Rodgers. Will he or won't he? The saga continues. And now Rodgers is speaking. He is talking about the pending decision for the first time since he came out of the Sky Cave in his darkness retreat. Sky Cave. Sky Cave does not sound like the kind of place where you're roughing it. No. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a better name than that. I I said it. I'll say it again. I saw what that cave looks like. The bed is bigger than my bed was in college. (laughs) Right? The the room is nicer than my room was in college. Like, he's living. He was hooked up. He was living better than I did for the first 15 years I was in Florida. That's right. I'm dead serious. And he, he calls that a retreat? Uh, it was more of a treat yeah. than a retreat, his yeah. darkness retreat. Regardless, he was on some holistic healing podcast, and it's the first time that he spoke publicly about any of this. Take a listen to Rogers with the new uh, sound of what came out from the podcast earlier today. It's a very, uh, there's a finality to the decision. Mm-hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I got asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. What would be really excited about it? When he says really excited about it, he sounds less than excited about it. <laughs> um, be really excited what, about what stands out most? I know, Rick, your headphones were going in and out, mm-hmm. so we'll come back to you on that. But what comes and stands out to you most? What jumps out to you most? And Roger's in that bite. To me, yes. it sounded like he said a whole bunch of nothing. Really? Yeah, it sounded like he just said no a whole word bunch choice, of... No word choice in there? I mean, I, was, I don't know. It just sounded like he was going around in circles saying the same thing over and over and over. This means a lot to me. You know, it's important to me. There's a finality to it. It's important to me, and I'll get to it when I get Finality's to it. Finality's a key word, yeah, though. Yeah, but, but I mean, but I'm, but it's still important to me, and I'll get to it when I get to it, and it's important but, to me. But, but finality might be tipping your hand. Might it not be, Tina? Finality in this. He was not talking about if there is finality. He said there's finality. Yeah, he did say that. So finality means either he's leaving Green Bay he's leaving football, right? When finality means something is ending. Yeah, for it sure. doesn't mean it's continuing. Or, or he could have been talking about there's a finality to his thought process in making this decision. That's a fair point. Tina, what jumps out to you when you hear that sound? I, I kind of agree with Dean where it just felt like he to. was going in circles, but like even like his tone, like he just sounds like bored. He like, always does, Yeah, though. he just sounds like, oh my uh, God. Rick, uh, did, Rick uh, did you notice any self-awareness there? Because I did. I noticed a man saying, if you're bored with it, if this bothers you, tune it out. 
It ain't got nothing to do with that. I do. I will give him that. I will give him that because he's not doing this LeBron grandiose kind of posture thing where he thinks. I think LeBron looks out the window of the team charter sometimes, and in his head he thinks he's in a music video. And, and like he, <laughs> he like people. Are Remember like we it. were kids. Remember we were kids, yep. and you'd ride in a car, yeah. and you'd think that you were uh, Bon Jovi, Dead or Alive video, <laughs> and you're looking out the window and it's raining, and you feel you like you feel. I think LeBron lives his life thinking that he's always on like that. Everything's drama. What Aaron Rodgers is kind of saying right here is, listen, I'm aware that you're tired, and that's okay. If you are, it's not for you anyway. Tune it out. Yeah, l- listen, what stood out to me was exactly that. If you don't, we, we make this joke when we're fishing sometimes. If you don't like it, don't look at it. Right? It doesn't have to be your business. So if you don't like what I'm saying or what I'm putting down, then go somewhere else. I like that. Let's listen to this short bite one more time uh, because he does choose words, and this is a smart guy. He's got a full vocabulary. The words that he chooses are kind of telling it's not just what he says, but what he doesn't say. How he says it, I'm not as concerned about because it's almost like I've got to address this, so I'm just going to address this, and then let's get back to eating butter until you evacuate from both ends uh, for three days, which was the retreat he did last year. Let's listen one more time to the exact specifics. Wait, I accidentally played the short version earlier. You want the long one now? No, I want the short one. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. It's a very, uh, there's a finality to the decision. Mm-hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I got asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. Be really excited about it. Two things. He says finality, which could mm-hmm. be, but then when you listen right. back in that context, it can mean a finality to the decision. Right. Which is whatever it is, that's the decision. But also um, in that you hear um, him sounding as though, well, he says specifically there'll be a decision made soon, not announcement. Announcement means I already know what I'm doing. Right. You don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Decision means I, I maybe haven't made... I believe that he doesn't truly Yeah, I was know. about to say, do you think he knows what he's going to do? I, I don't. I don't think that he knows exactly what he's going to do. I do think that he knows what he's not going to do. In other oh, words, you're eliminating. Right. Yeah, right. So you're eliminating. Right. That, I mean, that's a good point, though, because sometimes, like, if you don't know what you're going to do, like, at least I know I'm not going back to Green Bay, but I ain't going to tell them yet. Rick, as a pitcher, back in your baseball career, when, before you went position player, when you were pitching, um, you ask for your catcher asks for a pitch, and you shake it off. You're like, nah, I'm not throwing that. Mm-hmm. And then he asks for another pitch, and you're like, nah, I'm not throwing. So you know what you're not going to throw. Sure. Um, there's not a way for you to tell him. Here's what I want to throw. Uh, yeah, you know what? You most have of the time, cycle you, through. You, you, well, you start to create nonverbal signs with your catcher, right? right? You create that chemistry that you guys have together. Sometimes I might even have had a sign if I wipe the mound one way or another way or or move my hand one way then that's what i want to throw mm-hmm. to me like when you say that and maybe he chose these words carefully and maybe it was just in the heat of the moment but when he says i'm going to be excited about it to me it sounds like you're going somewhere else yeah excited about it to me sounds like excited even though he doesn't say it with excitement sounds like he's about to try something different yep. it sounds like something yep. new yep. finality sounds like something new 
Excited sounds like something. It does a little bit. Now, we've been wrong before, but I think Rick is on to something. Yeah, I think so, too. What if he's moving to Tibet and he because he was so happy in his retreat, he's moving to Tibet to live in like a Brad cave. Like Brad Pitt, seven yeah. weeks in Tibet? Yes, and they're going to live in a cave for a minute. Um, well, Listen, t- people, well, people are giving, you know, they're giving Aaron yeah. Rodgers a hard time about holistic. You have no idea the power of your mind and your body and your soul. People are giving him a hard time about the darkness retreat. You have no idea unless you've sat in silence alone with your thoughts to find out who and what you are. I'm not mocking. I'm not going to mock any of this stuff. I believe in all of what it is that he, his process. There is an element where he likes to make the story about him. There is an element where he enjoys the attention in that. It's not on LeBron levels. But with that said, I also think he genuinely is in one of those midlife, not crises, but existential, experiential periods of like, what is life? What is existence? What am I supposed to be doing? What are the greater? He is a curious mind. He's a smart kid. You know, you said sometimes he seems a little bit arrogant, like he's talking down to others. It is hard to be the smartest guy in the room. It is. Listen. If you go to ESPN, and Dean, I know you go to Bristol sometimes, and if you were to talk to the old heads there, I'm talking about the old heads mm-hmm. there, who was the greatest sports center anchor ever? To a man or a woman, they're going to say Keith Oberman. Did it better than anybody. Who was the hardest person to work with? Keith Oberman, without question. To a man, they're going to say the same thing. He's the most difficult person to work with, and yet the most brilliant person to ever do it. It's hard to be the smart guy. Aaron Rodgers is too smart for his teammates. He knows the plays they don't. He knows the playbook. They can't grasp it. It is frustrating to him. And, and so in this process of him, he's like, okay, you guys, you idiots out there mocking my darkness. You have no idea what actually happened. You think it's goofy and crazy, whatever. But you sit in front of your phones all day on Instagram, worried about your follower account and how many likes you got and how many, uh, you know, what kind of uh, engagements you got for, for your, you know, hashtag ad product placements. Good luck with that. Does Aaron Rodgers have an Instagram? Uh, Aaron Rodgers does have an Instagram. Oh. Yeah. I think I should follow him. I want to see what he's up to these days. You know what I'm saying? To see if, because you know, sometimes they put out some cryptic messages. No, that would be uh, Lamar Jackson. Oh. That'd be the other guy. <laughs> and we'll get to him well, in well, Even when you listen to the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers tone, right? And, and, you know, obviously we're we're speaking for him here, trying to trying to guess what's going to happen. But the, the, the tone, as in I'm not excited, to me, in a way, right, is... I'm kind of letting you know I'm leaving Green Bay, so I, I still love you guys. My whole career was here, but I'm going to be excited about the new chapter. I mean, the word excitement does indicate something different. Mm-hmm. And, and the same coach, and we don't know of any new players. So if you remove the variables, if you isolate the variables, well, if there's nothing new that's come or changed and you're excited, then it would probably lean towards it's going to be something else. Uh, Tina was concerned she played the wrong sound. She did not. Congratulations, T. Because now, me. here's a longer form. Here, here's Aaron Rodgers, and he expounds a little bit more on all of this. So take a close listen to Aaron Rodgers, same podcast earlier today, a holistic healing uh, podcast, in which he's addressing these things because he can control the narrative. It's not the McAfee show. He's showing some love, and maybe those people are now going to listen in and then realize that you can push a certain spot on the bottom of your foot and clear your lungs out. <laughs> It works for that me. That is true. That is it true. It works for yeah, me. For sure. I didn't believe any of this holistic stuff. I didn't believe any of this until it worked for me, until the woman pushed on the bottom of my foot, and it hurt like a mother pushing on a spot on my bottom of my foot. She goes, you got blockage in your lungs. I said, I got no blockage in nothing. She goes, you do. I said, no, I don't. Ten minutes after I left the, the place, or ten minutes after she did that, I was leaving the place. I got in my car, started my car, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> I had to cough something up. I didn't cough something up since the last time I was sick. Rolled on the window, I spit out this gray charcoal looking 
nasty lung butter cookie. Ew. This flying <laughs> blob of grayness. You nasty. And right. And where'd that come from? She said I had blockage in my lungs. She pushed that spot. It hurt, it hurt, it hurt. Then started subsiding. She goes, we loosen that up. How's the bottom of my foot got anything to do with my lungs? Chinese medicine. 6,000-year-old reflexology. All I'm saying is most people don't believe in things till they experience it. Mm-hmm. I would have told you you were crazy with ghosts if I lived in a haunted house. I would have told you you were crazy about UFOs until I saw stuff in the daytime and the nighttime and realized that's not human engineering. I would have told you I was crazy until it happens to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Listen, I'm not. I'm not mocking him like everybody else. I'm not, is. I'm not mocking his holistic. I'm mocking him, not his holistic beliefs in his, it, his I'll say journey. This, I'll say this though: it is easier to take him serious now that he got his haircut because now he's back to the handsome short haircuts, a little spot. So now he looks like a. He doesn't look like a mountain dweller. He doesn't look like a like a goat herder in the Himalayas yeah. with the haircut. It's like easier, and it shouldn't be the case. Right. But it's like, oh, I can take him serious now. Yeah. Because he got a haircut. But I never took him serious anyway. Because I'm not, I've never really been a big fan of his, man. I hate when he come on and be like, yeah, you know. It's hard to be the smartest guy that has to explain the stuff or can't. It's frustrating. And I'm never the smartest guy in the room. Very, 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 very rarely am I ever the smartest guy in the room. My intelligence was tested uh, summer of 2021 because of the concussions and because of my head injury. It's part of my neurological testing. They test the actual with the scans and, and you know, the, the MRIs and all that stuff. And then they test you with exercises and activities. And turns out my intelligence, as I always said, was average. My, I, I am of average intelligence. I'm knowledgeable. I got a lot of knowledge. That's not intelligence. So if it's a problem to solve, a puzzle to figure out, Dean's going to probably figure it out before I will. But if you recite the cast of Facts of Life, I got you. <laughs> Mindy Cohn, Kim Fields. Who else you got? Blair. Paul yeah. Check. Yeah. What was her name? Blair Paul Lisa Check. Welch. Yeah, Lisa Welch. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, take a listen to Aaron Rodgers in the longer form and listen close because I know Rick Ankeel is going to pick out a couple things in here that I will say, yeah, I noticed that too. Take a listen. It's best for anybody who has an interest in this to make a decision sooner rather than later. You know, I remember, you know, when Favre, uh, before he retired, you know, there were times where he, it was in April and May, and he still, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to come back because he didn't come to any of the off-season program. And then in 2008, he actually did retire in March and then kind of said, no, 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 actually in June, after OTAs, I will actually want to come back and play. And then that's when, you know, getting traded to the Jets and, you know, there was obviously a lot of tension that summer. But for everybody involved directly and indirectly, it's best for a decision earlier, and I feel really good about the conversations that um, that are going to be had, that have been had with uh, important people in my life, yourself included, that um, helped to orient me. But I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. Uh, all the answers are right inside me, and I I touched many of them, and definitely the feelings on both sides during the darkness. And I'm thankful for that time. But there's a finality to the decision, mm-hmm. and I don't make it lightly. Uh, there's a finality decision. I'll make, I don't make that lightly. Said that earlier as well. Rick, what jumps out to you in that bite? Um, specifically, um, you know, when he talked about the decisions Favre way and the way that Favre went about it, to right. me, I try to remember that. And I remember him saying, you know, I'm retiring and then coming back. Right. Yeah. And I always felt like, I feel like every athlete should play as long as they want, regardless of what anybody else wants. And even when Favre went through that, I, I remember looking at it going, you know, if that, if I ever get to this situation, I'm not going to say I'm a retire. I'm <laughs> say, I don't know. Right. And then get there. Um, so that kind of stood out to me. And, and Smart. the fact that Favre left and he's kind of bringing that up to me leads me to lean on that side. 
Uh, Dean, does it sound like, okay, Packers, well, y'all did this to me, so here, I'm going to do it back to you. Maybe, but what, I mean, him bringing Favre into this is dirty. Because to me, it sounds like him, he's going to go with Brett Favre and start stealing money from them little poor kids in Mississippi. Allegedly. Oh, do you not read your emails? <laughs> Allegedly. I'm so tired of carrying in this show and saving all your asses. <laughs> I'm so tired of saving Theo's ass. He's ungrateful. What? I'm so tired of it. It's like, literally, it's like babysit. <laughs> um, Allegedly. So, uh, Tina, he explains the Favre situation and how that really didn't work so great for the Packers and how he experienced it firsthand as the Jordan Love in that scenario. When you listen to the long form of Aaron Rodgers in the same podcast, what now uh, do you take biggest away from that? So, first off, I just can't with Dean. Like, I just can't with him. Um, but Who can? Yeah. But um, definitely him mentioning Brett Favre, like, stuck out to me that he brought up about that situation because it was something he went through as the backup, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. I wasn't watching football at that time or remember it at all. Um, or this past season. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, like, when Brett Favre, when he was playing with Brett Favre. No, but I'm saying, when you say you weren't watching football Yeah, I wasn't watching time, it all this season. You weren't either. watching it this year either. Yeah, no. That is yeah. true. So just yes. say, I don't watch football. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. Um, but it, for, to me, it does sound like he has a decision made where he said, like, those involved directly and indirectly. The are within me. Nothing's yes. going to happen. And I touched, like, the feelings. He said he touched them, and, you know, they're all whoa. inside of him. Whoa. Take it easy. <laughs> so, can you relate? I think he has a decision made. So He said those answers. He said the answers to what's going to happen aren't going to come from the conversations. Yeah. In other words. So he knows. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay, so he said, if you listen, can we just play the last 10 seconds or no? Nope. I didn't think so. Our technology's fantastic. Uh, In the last 10 seconds, he says, you know, the answers aren't going to come from those conversations. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I found answers. They're within me. Everything I need to know is within me. It's interesting that he can't be swayed, but also he said, I feel really good about the conversations that are going to happen. And And then he said, and, and then have happened. You know what he said when he said that I feel really good about it, he seemed like he kind of got excited. He he emoted a bit when he kind of said that too. What, what's interesting to me is that it's not normal to say I'm excited about the conversations that are going to happen. Normally you're excited about the conversations that did happen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he then had to reverse the order of the timeline where he says I'm excited about the conversations that are, will happen and that have happened. That have happened is like, oh, you know, I meant to. Yeah. Kind of. Um, in other words, he really hasn't shared much and discussed much, just as Brian Gutekunst, the GM, said. There re- clearly hasn't been a whole lot of dialogue. It's not that one side is claiming that there's not and there has been. Both sides are making it clear that there really hasn't been a whole lot discussed. I think he's trying to stick it to him. To the Packers? I mean, think about it. The longer like, you go on, it's kind of like, what if I know I'm going to have a sick day? But yeah. I also want Tina to have to work. Right. For once. And so I wait to the last and, minute. And that's what it sounds like to me. Is that He's trying to trying to prolong this to then right. be like, I hope your guy is ready. Yeah. Uh, it's very inconsiderate. Yeah. It is not teammate mentality. No. And by the way, if you care about the organization, like if, if I were to do that to you guys, where I'm like, it's 3.30. I'm like, you know what? I, uh, I got a bad headache. I think I'm going to sit this one out. Um, and you guys are like scrambling. I would just send you the show sheet and be like, here, execute what you want from this. Have fun. But ultimately, it's still my team, right? It's we win together, we right. lose together. I'm not trying to prove something in the ratings. Like right. one day I'm not there and look at the plummet. Right, right, right. You know, we don't play for ratings. I'm worried about that. He, if he's leaving the Packers, may want them to kind of get caught off guard like they did to him when they drafted Jordan Love. 
Because they didn't discuss That's it what it him. sounds like to me. Because it we'll sounds see. like, if he's like, yo, I know what's going to happen, but you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys at my own time. The last 10 seconds of that is worth listening to again. The first minute and five seconds before that's probably not. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Uh, coming up, when we return, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel now admits that he's not even trying to hide his what? Plus, wait till you hear what Dolphins coach, same man, our guy, the double M, what he might have slipped and said about the future of Tua Tungavailoa. Mm. He may have slipped in this spot, but we're going to play more word analysis. We're going to play more word detective on the other side. Rick Ankeel, the MLB legend, the phenom, here with us on a Wednesday. Of course, Dean Thomas, the UFC's king of all media. Of course, the Queen T. The favorite daughter of Loxa Mahatchee. Mm. <laughs> Brother Love. The home team back on ESPN 106.3. It's the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 106.3. Fueled by Celsius. Essential energy. Live fit. Listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and team. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Slacker's going slack, I swear to God. What happened now? Slacker's going slack. It's a good thing that it sounds like we're not trying. It's consistent, though. Like, if you're going slack, (laughs) you're going to be the best at it. It's a good thing that it sounds like we're not trying. Because it, it, because. Because good. Because <laughs> it's a good excuse. It's, good enough. it's a good enough excuse. Hey, um, we got a celebration coming up on Thursday night at midnight. Uh, Tina, this is kind of your project, right? You're the, aren't you like the big, um, between you and Courtney, aren't you like the big um, director of the 20 for 20 behind the scenes or, or no? Yes, I have a big involvement in our 20 year celebration so that's on Friday. I've been explaining a little bit throughout the week, but, um, since you are the one working hardest on it, why don't you um share a little more insight into the 20 hours that we're doing for the 20th anniversary? Yes, I'm one of the ones working on it. It's myself, Courtney Rukoff, our yes, our director of marketing and content. We have some other teammates internally working on it, but we're doing 20 hours. Are you? N- no. No. no, again, a few others. Yeah. Um, but 20 hours of live radio starting at midnight tomorrow. Local radio. Local radio. So you won't hear any national radio from 12 a.m. to 8 p.m. Starting on Thursday night at 12 a.m. We're going to have teammates and, you know, radio hosts and co-hosts from the past joining us live in studio on the phone. 20 hours of live local radio content. And then internally here, we have some really fun things going on that you can see on our social media at ESPNWestPalm.com. We're giving away prizes and whatnot, but it's going to be a really fun, exciting day. And, you know, listen on 106.3 FM and follow along on ESPN West Palm social media. After all your involvement with Honda Classic and then all your involvement with now the 20 for 20, how excited are you once this is all done? To sleep. To sleep and get your life back and then get your ducks back in a row. I'm excited, but I also love things like this. Like, I love big projects and, like, looking forward to things. And this 20, year, 20 years is amazing. And I've had so much fun putting together some projects and working internally with the team. And but I'm when also, it's over and then Monday comes around, you can settle back into your normal jobs. Yes, yes. Because, you know, like, my workout schedule has been all messed up. Like, and your you body know. language, when I said that, when it's all over, your body language let out this huge, like, literal literal relief. Yes, I like, will. Like, ah. I'll catch up on some <laughs> sleep, you know, get back to my <laughs> workout schedule. But I'm so so 
excited for Friday. It and is- you, you could hear me from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then, you know, we're on 2 to 5. 2 to 5 on Friday. Very special day on Friday. 2 to 5. Be listening at 2 p.m. for sure. Very special involvement happening. Rick Ankeel, the MLB legend, is with us on Wednesdays. Dean Thomas, the UFC's king of all media, is with us. Friday, you're taking off. You're going to do an hour with us. I'm going to do an hour you're with you guys. Vegas. Yeah, and then i got to go to Vegas. For John Bones Jones versus Cyril Gan. Cyril Gan. Um, someone said, um, they showed a picture of when you wake up hungry in the morning, but you're, and there's a picture of Cyril gone, like for breakfast. <laughs> Cyril gone. Cyril gone. Cyril, Cyril yeah. gone. Who, who are you leaning towards in that one, Dean? Cyril gone. Okay. Lean. Doesn't like. I'm lean. Doesn't love. I'm leaning. Yeah. Lean. I'm lean. Don't love it, but I'm leaning to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Right. Speaking of love, I think you're going to fall in love with Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Um, he is now admitting that he's not even trying to hide his what? This is what happened, I believe, yesterday at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. There is a, uh, a set that is set up for pro football talk. It's Mike Florio and Chris Sims, who you see Sunday nights on Sunday Night Football, otherwise known as Football Night in America. Bum, 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 bum. And it's uh, Chris Sims sitting in the center, Mike Florio sitting on the left side. And here now joining television right side is Mike McDaniel, and he's wearing some kind of like upscale hoodie Kind of a fashion piece, upscale hoodie. That don't even make sense. Not like an athletic hoodie. Okay, more like a like a not 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 nightlife, but like a fashionable, like someone might wear in Paris when they're going to art museums. All right. So he's wearing a hoodie, but like high end. Now, Tina, you saw Mike McDaniel for the first time at, at Dolphin training camp, and you thought, "Who's this nerd in the nice sunglasses?" Yeah, I'm like, "Who's this frat guy nerd in the sunglasses, just strutting his stuff across the field?" And then someone's like, that's Mike McDaniel. You said, like, they were like, oh. you said they were like Gucci sunglasses. Oh, yeah. They were very fancy sunglasses. <laughs> High-end stuff. Yes. So Mike McDaniel is, is, you know, he's Yale-educated. He's an Ivy Leaguer. He's a smart guy. He's a little quirky. He's unique. He did play the game in college. Um, he's a brilliant mind in offensive football. We took a little getting used to him in his style, but he had moments this year where he showed real personality, and he showed likability. This might be the best one yet. The visuals would help a lot because of the facial expressions he makes, mm-hmm. and you're not going to see that with his sarcasm and over-the-topness. But take a listen as um, he's coming onto the set, and Florio uh, throws out a quick line about, uh, can't hide money. But listen to, to Chris Sims. is like, oh, man. Because like, here is Mike McDaniel, who's not dressed like the other coaches. The other coaches are wearing polo shirts or, or team sweatshirts. And he's got a little bit more of, of a fashion. He got a little swag thing. going he got on. A little, huh? got a little hipster fashion going on. Take, take a listen. Uh, this is actually hilarious. We're so glad he's here. Mike McDaniel. Oh, man. Coach of the Miami Dolphins heading into year number two. What's that old oh, man oh, for? Oh, man. Oh, oh, what is that old man for? Yeah. I'll tell you what that old man for. Laird. Sure. It is. It is Laird. You're the best dressed coach. You came in here looking like Johnny Miami with great great outfit. I just don't see any coaches like that. So I was going to go, oh, man, oh. this guy. Look at him. Miami. Coach's money. That's what I was coming in Can't with. hide money. <laughs> That's right. Not trying to. That's right. It's a very good answer. Nah. Right. You got some money. Yeah. Let's mend it. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Okay. Good way to start it. <laughs> He's like, can't hide money. <laughs> and he goes, to. I'm not trying to. Like, duh. Look at me. I'm dripping. <laughs> How what is, going, what is going on with sports these days, man? Like, everybody seems to be going just bananas. It's the end of the world. 
world. It is. It's I'm the end of the world. Uh, Mike Florio goes, can't hide money. Mike Florio saying that has no business saying that because Mike Florio is the geeky, nerdy, you know, journalist, football reporter guy. He's an older guy. He's got to be in his mid late 50s or early 60s. He's got to be. He's got to be 56 to 62 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't hide money. I'm not trying to. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it, when you see the video component, it's even funnier. But it, it makes Man, McDaniel likable, right? Yeah, I love it. Own it. Because no matter what you are, who you are, own it. Yeah. Just own it. He, he could have, you know, most coaches say, well, thank you very much. Really no big deal is a gift yeah. for my wife. Anyway, guys, good to be with you. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it seems like everything now, like, everybody's kind of hip now. Yeah? I mean, you don't think that, like, everybody seems to be, like, going in this direction of being really hip and being really cool. Because I remember when we were coming up, right. we was coming up, like, there was a big difference there's between gener- us and our parents. There's a generational gap and divide. You're yes. right, because we could be the fathers of Tina, if you do the math. But with that said, we still speak the same language. Right. We understand. Until you watch, you know when you realize that you're not on the same level? When you watch the MTV Awards. And you don't know any of those people. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, oh, that's a different man. level. That's a different level. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, that's a, that's a different people. level. The Grammys were kind of that way, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But you're right. I think social media um, and, you know, smartphones means that older people expose it. We're exposed to the same stuff. Right. The cool stuff, the new stuff, the terminology. Because you're right. When we were 25 years old, um, you know, people that were twice our ages, they weren't. They weren't cool at all. I mean, just think about like when we was in high school, like what our parents were like. We were just like, man. He said, can't hide money. And <laughs> McDaniel said, not trying to. <laughs> His facial expression, though, when he says that is the best. All right. On a more serious note, take a listen. Um, he may have slipped here. This is Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. This is when he was talking to the media answering questions. He might have slipped and said something that might tip the future. Since we're trying to read into what people are saying and how they're saying it in the future of quarterbacks. Does this in any way... Um, make you think that, hmm, there's more to this with the future of Tua Tungavailo in Miami. Remember, the Dolphins have until May 1st to exercise the fifth-year option on Tua. Tua's on that rookie contract. They can exercise the fifth-year option if they so choose. They've got to May 1st to do it. Why isn't it been done yet? They're not exactly sure. Do they not know if Tua's the quarterback? Do they not? Is there more to this? Because I heard they want to wait till he gets his blue belt in judo. Till he gets his blue belt? <laughs> he knows how to fall? Yeah. Uh, take a listen to McDaniel and tell me if if he didn't maybe slip a little bit or twist himself around as far as the future or Tua and what he knows. Um, I mean, what what is today's date? It's in February. What's our our deadline? So we probably best serve to utilize the time. That's kind of um, uh, the way we're approaching it, but. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that we're s- spending any um, long period of time not discussing it. This is um, something that uh, uh, Chris and I have been working through and will continue to work through. Sounds a little what? bit. I don't know what he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. he said <laughs> what did he say? Sounds a little bit to me like he um, like he's been learning how to talk to the media from this kid. That, that you um, you had you 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 could you do you you want. Um, you can when you hear Mike McDaniel, <laughs> go ahead. Dave. I don't know what he said, man. What's your takeaway? I don't. I really don't know. I can't. I didn't pick it up. Rick and Keel, what's your takeaway? <sighs> what I took away is um, I think there's probably concerns about the the concussions and the injuries, and mm-hmm. it sounds like they're trying to to figure out mm-hmm. 
health-wise, medically, physically, everything, if he's if he's going to be the guy. And kill smart. Is it that bothers, what I was saying? It bothers me how smart he is. Tina, um, do you hear what, what I hear? It, it, I mean, Rick went further. Rick, Rick went further into it. But do you hear that th- it's not that he doth protest too much. He's saying too much without saying anything. Right. Yeah. And, and we know that when people, again, human beings who are not sociopathic, psychopaths, they do not like to be deceitful. They do not like to be deceptive. They will if they have to, but they do not like to. Here's a case of someone who could easily say, we don't really know yet. Or mm-hmm. we'll come, we're getting we're working on that, but instead there's a whole lot of we're not going to spend a lot of time to not not look at it, examine the thing is that, but we're going to figure it out in the thing. There's a whole lot of when it could have just simply been we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, he's not as savvy as, uh, as no. Belichick. No, not yeah. no, of course not. Belichick would have handled that a lot better. Because Belich- because here's the thing: a lot of these coaches feel like they owe the media something. And Belichick doesn't feel like he owes you a damn thing. Right. Belichick's like, no. Yeah. Coach, can you elaborate further on what uh, you, you think about his play? So, pretty good. So, essentially, <laughs> uh, Mike Medanzos is kind of like Tina at the at walking into a grocery store and they're, ba- and they're badgering her, and he has to say something. Right. He's got to say something. He's got to say mm-hmm. something. Like, he that, can't just be like, nah, I'm good. And in that spot right there, he should have said, uh, did you guys uh, notice my outfit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no new sunglasses. I'm not uh, not trying to hide my money. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that earlier, but uh, I'm not trying to hide it. Uh, he is having a hard time saying because he doesn't want to say the truth, and the truth is we don't know where we are with him because the headline says Dolphins unsure about Tua. Right, right. that's what we do. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. That's what, Not us, because we're not scumbag reporters that look for well, those speak moments. For yourself. That, well, I did try to catch Jake Paul a couple yeah. times. <laughs> he was too smart for that. After Jake yeah. Paul beat Tyron Whitley, I yeah. said, Jake, over here. I said, Jake, congratulations. Is it safe to say now that you are, in fact, the uh, biggest star in boxing? And he thought about it, and he kept looking at me, and he said, I think there's room for lots of stars. Oh, uh, yeah, you was like, <laughs> I almost got him. I, I was trying to get him like in Casino when the reporter from the newspaper said to uh, De Niro, so is it safe to say that you are the boss? And he said, I guess you could say I'm the boss. And the headline said, so, uh, you know, Rothstein says he's the boss. Yeah. And then the mobsters in Chicago are like, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing out there? Um, he didn't want to say what Rick said. He yeah. didn't want to say what Rick said. He didn't want to say, we've got real concerns. He's got concerns. We, this is a business, um, a decision we made that is in the best interest of the organization, um, obviously overall, but we love Tua Tunga Vilo regardless. He doesn't want to say that. Right. Because, he, I mean, he went in circles, though, of saying nothing. We'll, yeah. listen, to, we'll listen to it one more like, time. Like, I didn't know what he was saying. All right. So, so Well, so, and as a fan, we all seen the injuries. I think we all feel that. Personally, is is I want you to be okay personally also. I want you to be our quarterback, but I also want you to be okay long-term. We'll take a listen one more time. Mike McDaniel being asked about um, Tua Tungavailoa and when they will decide if they're going to excise the fifth-year option. That, that you, um, you had... It's just always funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always, did you see someone made a song out of it? I saw that. I saw it. Was, it was brilliant. The dude, the dude is playing drums to the beat. Oh, my goodness. And it's so good. You ever seen this? No. It's so good, man. I actually sent that audio about a week or so ago. And nobody put that up. We should have been had that. We had the audio. I think it may have got lost or put it. We'll find it. But a dude played the drums. To uh, the kid with the and uh, but you ever wanna and you and you just wanna so and you're doing so much and you want it so bad and it, as, it was good too it was dope it I can't dope. believe we don't got that on on 
on file yeah. right, right now. We we do somewhere. I, I did send for it. We'll get it. I promise. Uh, time now for Mr. Brightside, delivered by Brightline. He's the oracle of optimism, the prime minister of positivity. He is Mr. Brightside, delivered by Brightline. Look on the bright side. If you're a Lakers fan, LeBron's going to miss some time, and this might be a good thing because it might mean that you're going to actually wind up with a better draft pick as a result if, in fact, they fall further down the standings. But here's another bright side. We've got two former professional athletes in the studio right now that are both capable of making a comeback in a Bo Jackson cross-sport kind of way. Rick Ankeel, the Lakers are calling. Line one, Dean Thomas, the Lakers are calling. They're on line uh, five. Let's go. There's three other people between them, apparently. <laughs> it might not be a bad thing if the Lakers actually miss the play is what I'm saying. Because you weren't going to do anything this year anyways. That is true. There's Mr. Brightside, presented by Brightline. Buzzer Beater Train, speaking of basketball. Uh, there's games this week continuing in Miami for your heat. Buzzer Beater Trains guarantee you'll get there in time for tip. You can stay till after the game goes final, no matter how long and late it goes. And remember, you can upgrade your experience from smart to premium, which includes complimentary cocktails and snacks on your ride and in the stations while you wait to depart. Forget about traffic, forget about parking, headaches and hassle. Just jump on Brightline. So convenient, so easy, and just a couple blocks to walk right there to the Heat's house. GoBrightline.com. GoBrightline.com. Punch in promo code Josh C, the number 10. Save money on all your trips on Brightline. When we return, coming up next, yeah, the Honda Classic field was less than star-studded. We get that. So how did the Live Tour actually do? In the ratings, in their network television debut last mm. weekend. Remember, Live Tour finally on TV on the CW last weekend. <laughs> so how'd the Live do on TV last weekend? We have all the details coming up next. First, a quick reminder, Kaiser University. Uh, we'll come back on Kaiser, all the champions. Dean, you got that coming up shortly. But in the meantime, Miami Open is about to start in Hard Rock Stadium. That's right. The Miami Open returns to experience tennis like you never have before. Presented by Itau. Back to the Hard Rock Stadium, March 19th. That's just 18 short days away for 15 straight days of tennis. Miami Open is part, obviously, of, um, well, it's a part of the plans of the greatest players in the world. The greatest players of men's and women's tennis will be at the Miami Open, competing for the most prestigious titles, including Carlos Alcaraz and Iga Svantec, defending champions. Aside from the best tennis in the world, the Miami Open, explore all that Miami has to offer. World-class food and dining options, cocktails, beverages, curated art, entertainment, and experiential offerings. This year, the left Stella Artois joining the party, as well as American Social, Ella's Oyster Bar, Casa Florida. Kiki on the River, the world famous. They will also be back. Novacento and more. Get your tickets for the 2023 Miami Open, presented by Itau. Now at MiamiOpen.com, they started just 18 bucks from single sessions to ground passes. The full tournament duration packages for suites and lounge hospitality. There's something for any level of fandom, of desire, and of course of budget. Go to MiamiOpen.com. That's MiamiOpen.com. How did the Live Tour actually do in their television premiere, their debut? Curiosity. Everybody wondering, like, oh, how's this going to be? What's this going to be on the CW? We got the ratings finally in. Tell you what they are next. Home team on ESPN 106.3. It's the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 106.3. 
fueled by Celsius. Essential energy. Live fit. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Hump day edition of the home team. It is the month of March. Can you believe that? Can't believe it. Dean Thomas. Already. UFC's king of all media. Queen T. It's already March. I can't believe it. Which means that when the month is over, we're a quarter of the way through the year. That's insane. The first quarter of the year, 2023, will be done. I feel like we just started the year. Rick and Keel, the phenom, MLB legend, Wednesday co-host. Time flies, man. It does. As you get older, it just seems to go faster. That's exactly what I was going to say. The older I get, the faster it goes. Kids, it seems like there's always something going on day after day and before you Every blink. Every day. Would your, would your boy Luke Bryan say, I believe that days go slow and years go fast. Is that Luke Bryan or <laughs> Patrick Luke, Mahomes? Luke Luke Bryan. Remember, I said I realized one day Luke Bryan was just country Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> True. Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. And yeah. Luke Bryan's like, hey, y'all, it's Luke Bryan. Join me for the new CMA Awards Wednesday. That is true. Also, uh, Patrick Mahomes, somebody realized that he sounded like um, Danny, uh, Danny McBride, McBride yeah. in Eastbound and Down. Yep. <laughs> How accurate was Eastbound and Down for a major league? That was really like a John Rocker character. Right? So I was hurt at the time. I was in St. Louis, and I actually lived close to the stadium, so I wasn't playing. And watching that, I was in tears. It, I mean, but it was like supposed to be like John Rocker. Based on like yeah. the Atlanta reliever, sure. said the wrong things, politically incorrect. Yeah, but it was, that was, it was a good show. That was a yeah, great it show. Was it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Dean Thomas, Kaiser University. Champions, they're all over the field at Kaiser University right here in West Palm Beach. 15 national championships, including the 2022 championships in men's golf and men and women's swimming and diving. KU has captured 54 regular season and 48 conference tournament titles. And a Learfield Cup trophy. Also in the classroom, breeding champions, 40 All-American academic honorees this past fall. And 143 student-athletes had a perfect GPA of 4.0. Get the latest on Seahawks athletics. Go to KUSeahawks.com. And remember, ESPN 106.3 is the flagship home for Kaiser Seahawks football. I got a 4.0 one year. Did you? Well, yeah, two point oh in the fall semester, two point oh in the spring semester. <laughs> yeah, I said for the year. Together. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I didn't say semester, did I? Yeah, that I'm is true. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Nothing but the truth. Uh, yeah, the 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 quote is Luke Bryan quote is I believe that days go slow and years go fast. And That's tell me so that ain't true. true. Wow, that is so that is huh? brilliant. But the way he said, I believe that days go slow and years <laughs> go fast. That's my. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Tina, do I Agreed. sound a little bit like Luke Bryan? A little bit. The CMA one was like kind of spot on. Yeah, he, I don't know uh, about the singing, but he was he was drunk at the amphitheater for the concert he did in like November, or whatever. He was so funny and he was so likable. Why? Because he was drunk. He was just likable and, and charming and fun because he's you know big country music superstar. Yeah, he's one of the judges on American Idol. He's not taking himself too serious. He's talking about being drunk and he was making fun of college football. He's like, you know, where are my hurricane fans at? Because he was he said, tomorrow I'm going to be on game day up in Georgia, and so he was a guest on game day, celebrity mm-hmm. guest picker. And so they show him, and you could tell like it was a late night. Yeah. And he said, like, I was in West Palm Beach last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do you do? Oh. We're going to have to get him to call in, compare the voices. That's your boy. I don't, I don't know, you know the cat. Him? Mm-hmm. R- R- all the country guys. R- Rick knows all the country music superstars. Now Tina knows that. Tina's going to be like, Rick. That's, you know what? Because all of them are friends with the Braves guys. Right, exactly. Every one of them. Correct. Why is that? 
Georgia, Georgia country songs. Yeah, yeah, all, the, yeah. all the country music. All the country. All the country, all the country music stars are Atlanta Braves fans. I mean, if you scan behind home plate this year at the Braves games, I guarantee you'd see almost every super country. Superstar. All I guess you're right because Nashville don't have a team, right? Right. Not yet. So, yeah. Maybe yeah. coming soon though. Yeah. Few years, probably. Okay. Uh, so, Live Golf had their uh, season debut on TV this past weekend on the CW. Um, I forgot CW was a network. Me too. I'd have forgot it. CW, I mean, they're not one of the big four, obviously, but CW is a network. Live Now is not streaming on Facebook Live or whatever they were doing before. And I got a TV network. Um, they averaged a 0.18 rating this past week. Wow. A 0.18 rating. That's less than 300,000 viewers total. Uh. Um, by the way, they were beaten in the ratings by World's Funniest Animals. And also a rerun of something called Masters of Illusion. <laughs> Both of them at higher ratings than the oh, Live Turner no. on the CW. See, that's the type of thing that, like, you just you stop doing it because you're embarrassed. Well, you, it's a destination. CW is a destination. You, most people don't know. Like, you know where your Channel 5 is. Yeah, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. You you're know right, where your you're ESPN right. is. But I'm just saying, like, for them... They got to be like, man, we ain't had to do no ratings. It's just that, you know, they're the cool new hip hotness. They're throwing money at everyone and everything. They're doing everything big, but they're losing money. They don't really care money about the marketing. They don't, but they don't care about the money they're losing. They don't like Rick. We talked about, they don't really care. Uh, coming up inside the cocktail hour, the very latest on the Lamar Jackson standoff with the Ravens. We'll hear from the GM, Eric DeCosta next. Plus Tina had major drama at the gym this morning. Causing one person to be asked to leave. Details <laughs> coming up next. Rick, have a great week. We'll see you next. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you. Home team back on ESPN 1063.